What's happening, people, before we get into this podcast and taking on my last influx of online clients, you can apply via the link below. I'm going to be taking them on next week. Really, I could tell you that I've only got one or two spaces left, but if I'm honest, I like to be an honest guy, this Airbnb in Bali isn't that cheap and you will probably be paying towards my rent. Online coaching might change your life, but it also might be too expensive for you. So that's why I'm launching the Gym Will Fix It program, which you can also find in the description and you can sign up for the early bird access. I won't hold you any longer. This podcast is with my ex-coach, an absolute hero of a guy, Tony McLevy. Before you go, make sure you rate it on whatever you're watching and I'll give you a wee surprise. Do you see it? Do you see it? If you're listening, that was a Buddha. There's a Buddha behind me. Look at you, you're like the fucking BBC News there with your notepad. Yeah, I know. On today's yeah. topic. Right. Of course that's what it is, it's what the people want to know. <laughs> you're just in massive writing. Just literally just says gear, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it is what the people want to know. Yeah, we're starting. Right. We're good to go, mate. Um, even I was doing a podcast with two boys, I know. I never watch, like, as you do, like, you watch people's videos, and he was like, he's on gear. And I was like, I don't think he is. And see, I'm going to play devil, devil's advocate, like okay. I said I would, because um, I don't think you are. But why do you think people think you're on gear? Oh, because the difference in shape, 100%. It's, Joe, it's one of them questions where I actually get semi-annoyed by it. And it's it's one of the things, that, the first thing I would say is you're only triggered if it, if it hits a nerve. But the reason it annoys me is because... I spent so long fucking bulking and there was no, there was nothing to do with this. Like for three years, I was a fat fuck, was eating all around me. Like I would wake up and have, you know, fucking 100 grams of oats. You told me when you're bulking, you're a fat fuck. Oh, well, yeah, all the time yeah. really. And like a person up from 77 kilos to 103 is obscene, but it took me so long, Joe. I went from 77 to 95, down to 83, up to 97, down to 85, up to 100, down to 89, back up to 103, then... I came down from 103, right? And this is how you know, because when I dadded, I went the whole way back from 103 to 83. So in three years, I gained five kilos. Like, and people be like, that's a lot. That's, that is a lot of muscle. But in three years, that works out probably somewhere around, say four kilos in around that five, like 10 pounds, yeah. 11 pounds of muscle. Like it's not unrealistic. Yeah. It's actually very realistic. It'd be different if, if I was like, I'm 77 and I end up shredding 93. Well, you'd be like, you cannot yeah. gain 16 kilos of muscle. That's three stone versus yeah. I gained not even a, I gained like 10 pounds of muscle. So it's a very realistic number. But the thing that frustrates me is I had to get so fat and push the boundary and I sacrificed so much for it. But I've never seen anybody else push food for as long or get as fat as I did. Yeah. So naturally when I came down, there was such a large difference for me being fat and pudgy. And see, because your calories were so high, see when you went down, it came off rapid, didn't it? Yeah, so the way Joe worked me was, because I was on like 5,500 for like, months eventually whenever you're pushing calories up there usually becomes a stage for everybody where you hit them and the, you don't need adjusted you just continually gain weight like clockwork mm. so mine's usually in between five and a half and six i'll build up to that so much food i'll gain weight the whole time it is so much it's grim and as much as people can say you love food like after a while nah, even as soon as it see as soon as i go from as soon as i'm cutting and i want to eat more food the first day or two is great and then straight away you're just like that's already a lot of food it's hassle yeah. uh, it was just one of them things where whenever you push up it it just got so much but then whenever he died me all he done was drop me from five five or six to three and then every single week for eight weeks, I lost a kilo. There was no adjustments made to that or steps or anything because of how long I had been up. Like my T3, my T4, my thyroid function. Like he just goes me 
I've never seen this before. Like he goes, like you will need changes eventually. Like he goes after three, four weeks, and every week he was like, "We'll sit another week." And then I was shoot ready in eight weeks on right. three thousand calories and eight thousand steps and no cardio. Did you actually do a bodybuilding show? Because you were, see, see from so I listened to you for ages before that I came on with you and stuff, and it just seemed to be like you were doing bodybuilding, but you just wanted to actually be ready for it. So it was like. And you were getting in better and better shape every time, so it wasn't like you were avoiding it. You were just like, no, I actually want to be ready when I do it. Did you ever actually do one? I done one when I was young. Did you? I done one when I was... So this is... it. I'm going to be honest. This is my take on it. Uh, I done one when I was 19 and came second. 19 is not the age you're drawing over yourself. <laughs> Thanks for telling me, because I would have <laughs> went the full podcast. <laughs> <Stay in my laughs> <beard. laughs> I done one when I was 19. And I'm going to be honest, it was one of the worst things I ever did. It yeah. was really bad for my mental health. Like, no, I don't like saying bad for my mental health. It just fucked with my head a good bit because you're 19, you're standing in front of 200 people and they're going to you, you're not good enough, you're second and you don't your really Your left pick is bigger than your right. Yeah, do you know, so I went back at 21, like an egotistical wee fuck and then came first in that out of like three people. Oh, did you? I never all. knew that. But the thing is, it, it, it didn't do anything for me. It still left like this, like, oh, well, that's not a big enough show. Or So then what I was like is, I need more muscle. I'm just going to go into this eternal bulk because I was like, the only reason that you're not doing big, doing well enough is you just need more muscle. So I went into that process of I'm going to do a bigger show. I need a lot more muscle. And so whenever I joined my coach, the first thing I said is, I don't care what, like, I, I don't care what happens. I just goes, I just want to get as big as possible. And he was like, right. So he was like, every time we reached a point where it was like, normally you would dad now because you're not comfortable. I was like, what's going to get me more muscle? And he'd be like, well, pushing on. But he goes, you're going to get like too fat. And I was like, is it going to get me more often? He's like, yeah. So I was like, just shove the calories up. So it was like a bit on the extreme side. But that's why when I dieted down now, like nobody, whenever I was fat, was like, you're juiced. It was a case of, you're a bit pudgy. Like you're not in shape for people. Yeah, See because a lot, a lot of people were commenting on your videos and stuff going like, you need to get, you need to lose weight and all that. Weren't people call me fat. People are going, well, who are you to PT? And the thing is too, whenever you're, bloated and you're fat you don't look big on it was your photos. face wasn't it your face was getting humongous oh my god i had such a pinball head <laughs> like i remember whenever i remember my ones turned around me being like what's happening in your head it was yeah. just getting so big it was just so it was, it was, all it was like fat. it was like your face was going into your chest as well <laughs> there's a photo too where like you can see the fat creasing over my eyes do you know like out there and it's just like you're like i'm gonna turn into like a small fat ball. It was just, it was too intense. You you seem complete. Like I said this to Sean as well. I was like interested to see like you and like I've not met Rory before, but you and Sean especially because I haven't seen you in like a year and you seem like well different. Sean seems quite similar, but you seem well different and like in a more chilled out way. I'm a lot more settled. I think I've yeah. just came to the stage of where I'm at. I'm at a thing now where I've been doing a lot of like journaling and meditating. I don't be like, oh, it's so good for your mental health. It's just a case of. I think I was chasing the rabbit for a long time and a lot of my self-worth was put into my body and I think I was actually chasing things that I thought would eventually... Do you know this? Like, I'll be happy when. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, and most people be like, I'm not like that. Most people well, I think are. we're all like that. Yeah. It's just you're never aware of what you're doing at the time. It's like, I'll think, oh, I'm self-aware just now. Like, why am I pushing this podcast so much? Why have I spent fucking money coming over to Belfast to get more listeners? Yeah. And I'm doing it, I'm doing it right now. But you seem definitely like um, you seem way more chilled out. I'm a lot less stressed. I think it's as well because, like, I've hit points with, like, the property and stuff where I can go, like, no matter what happens now, I have this safety net. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I don't have work, if every client left me tomorrow, I'm still completely fine for the next 30, 40 years. Like, I'll still be able to live. So, for me, it does feel like the pressure's off and my sort of, the, the even the person, the bodybuilding and all. Like, for me, just because you've been going one direction for so long, whenever it doesn't feel right, 
just because you've committed to that, you maybe need to go. Like for me, I've, I've literally bulked and it's actually time now that me and Joe had the conversation. He was like, right, we're going to compete next year. And now we've reached the point. I'm like, I don't want to compete. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, has this been wrong? Like, have I been, but I was like, no, it's always what I wanted. But I go see now that I'm like, of stage where I could be like of a real good fucking threat yeah. and, and like if I hop on I'd be fucking mental but I'm at the stage now where I'm like for what? Yeah. Like, eh. Do you think if you stood on that stage even if you won do you think it would fuck your head up? Yeah I think I think it depends like I do believe there is individuals in bodybuilding that like love the sport and love the challenge but I believe they are a very 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 fucking small minority mm. I believe the majority are driven like I was and I'll be brutally honest insecurities Feelings of self-worth aren't good enough. Think that whenever you get on stage and you maybe win. But for a majority of people, there's only one person that wins and everybody else is going home. And yes, if you're in there for the... Ch I do believe there's people that are like, this is the challenge for me and I'm just going to be on stage. And I do think, Joe, standing in front of people is like real confidence thing in your thing. But at the same time, you're being judged on yeah. your body. And there's certain things you can't change. Like you can't change your waist, like if it's wide or... Joe, there's certain things that just you're naturally not going to have, Joe, yeah. where your lats grow... So I do feel like it can give you in, like complexes to an extent. So I do believe it's right for certain individuals, but the majority of people in the sport aren't right for it. And that's not me saying like bodybuilding's off. I just believe a lot of it's driven by insecurities. And the thing is, I would say, see anybody listening, that like it's triggered. Yeah. They're the people that aren't right for it. If you get triggered by I think that, it's very easy to see that that's what that industry is like from the outside. But I, I find when you speak to people that are in it, that are even I think if you asked you about two years ago, you'd have had a complete different opinion, I think. Yeah, like uh, it's, it's, you seem to be coming around a different full like, circle. Yeah, you've cut, came all the way around. Whereas that's what that's what my opinion would have always been. And if you asked me, that's what I would have said. But obviously, I've not been in it. But just from the outside in, you can you can see that's what's going on. But it's the same with everything. Like when we were talking about coaches making so much money and all that, you can see what's actually driving them. Whereas they can't see it. They think it's like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Pros and pros and cons. Like I love the fact of what it's given me. Like I have extreme work ethic my discipline is absolutely yeah. insane I think that's from bodybuilding it is yeah it's it's from like whenever you commit so much to something and you put so much into training so much into food 24 7 for ages yeah and then you get what you're looking like i actually have the muscle i've always wanted like i look at it and i go like i don't go i'm not the sort of person i used to be like more 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 but i'm like i actually don't want anymore yeah. it's getting a wee bit like like I, don't get me wrong i could hop on the sauce and go fucking massive and be a balloon but I actually think I'd be like, no, I don't like that look. Like, the look I always wanted from when I was young, and this is probably an answer, is, you know, Greg Plitt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like that look. And that's mm. not a juiced off your fucking tits look. It's more of like a, you're in good shape, but you can also run. So that's why I've started, like, the, the fucking MMA and all, which is hilarious. Yeah, well, let's get into that in a second. See, <laughs> see then, before we go on, see the insecurities. Is that stuff that's happened to you, do you think, or stuff, or your upbringing? Uh, for me, it's more so stuff that has happened to me. Uh, so, like, I was always a child, like, that struggled to make friends in, secondary, in primary school. In I secondary find school. that hard to believe, talking to you, because you, uh, you are quite chatty. See, see, to be honest, see, when you see people from social media, I think most people are different to what they come across as, whereas I do, th I actually think you're more, like, relaxed and, like, chatty than what you look like on social media. Yeah, I probably come across more meat-heady or quite blunt. Yeah, and I don't think you are in person. Yeah, I feel like you also do end up with, a, not a persona, but you end up falling into like a character yeah. online. You, do, you don't mean to, like, I am very blunt with a person. Like, if you ask me for advice on how to get in shape, like, I don't be like, you should, I just like, this is what you need to do. This is what you're doing fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's the answer. Because I just find that, I always wish that's what I got. I'd rather somebody be like, there's no yeah, sugar coating. Yeah, Cut yeah. me. Tell me what's wrong so I can solve it. Uh, 
But I do feel like you end up with that small persona. But I would say for me, the main factors that drove it were women, as you said. Like when I was 16, 17, like I was only getting to that stage of where like, you know, you're starting to text people, you're starting to flirt. <laughs> Big Mom was on the prowl back then, and uh, it got BBM. <laughs> yeah, pretty much MSM and all. Yeah, MSM was where I first started. Yes, where I first started failing miserably. <laughs> the same, and it was just one of them things where, like, you still up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Two p.m. in the day, you up? Uh, no, still asleep. <laughs> Said the weekend. <laughs> yeah, like oh, mate, uh, just uh, for me, it was that stage of where I had no real like I'd went through stages of being skinny, then chubby, and. I was having no luck with women. And then I think I started to get a little bit of luck. Mm. During that, like, 16, 17, you've talked to a couple. And then I was, it just went pear-shaped. Like, for example, I was seeing a girl, and then she went with somebody else. Yeah. And it was like, ah, why am I not good enough? Like, what happened here? And I can only see that now. At the time, I was like, right, well, what, what's what's wrong with me, or what do I need to fix? Whereas it's never anything to do with you. It's always to do with that person. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, that, that lad had abs and was in good shape. So I was like, that's what it is. I just need more fit now, him. I just need to be, I need to get abs, and that's what my my solution is. Yeah. So, like, every moron that's 17 and thinks that's my solution to getting women is, like, I'm going to get abs. But I do believe in a, in a in society, like, you're showing abs everywhere. You're showing it in men's health. You're showing it in its pictures. Like, you say, what's health and fitness? Do you think of a six-pack? Yeah, like you do, When you say health and fitness, yeah. yeah so I men, don't think of when I think health, but when you say health and fitness, yeah. When you say, yeah, like me, like Men's Health Magazine. Yeah. Person on the front's always I think Men's Health Magazine is, was half of why I was traumatised growing up. Yeah. Because I used to do the workouts and all that from it, and they're oh. horrific. <laughs> Mate, horrific. I remember, I'd, I said this before on the podcast, but I remember that they had an article about fast and slow twitch muscle fibres, and I, I didn't have a, I didn't really, I don't even think this is what they were saying in it, but I was like 17, so I thought that, because I wasn't big, like I had faster twitch muscles. Yeah, but and I went in and just started doing the weights like fucking. Like this. <laughs> I, done. I was like seventeen. You know the way you do stupid shit. And I, but I think I didn't even think Men's Health said that. I think I concluded that from the article. That's your interpretation of it because yeah. of the way it was worded. Yeah, yeah, that's so easy done though. It's just like it's taking a. You're getting a snippet. You're not getting the full thing. You're getting like a. A rough method. And Mike and, Chang, I used to do his workouts all the time. Remember yeah, him? hundred percent. So for me, that was the reason that I went down that route. And it's not a case of I've stayed in that route for like 10 years because of this one girl. It was just a case of that that's what drove me to it. And then whenever you start to actually get success in one area and the discipline that I got from that, the result I got, that's actually what built my confidence. It wasn't ever the abs. And then once I put that into my business, I put that into property, I put that into anything, I noticed like the long, if you just stick at something and you keep plugging away, for fucking ages, it always, it always. Not many comes. people do it. No, it's for me. It was like a case of like I remember when I was applying for the fire service. It was like out of eight thousand people, and people were like to me, Joe, like you need to know somebody. And I was like, I'm just gonna work harder than everybody. And I was like, that's not how it works. <laughs> and I was like, so like math tests would come up, and I would sit and go through every like GCSE math book I could find. I ordered them everything, English lit and all. Like I was doing this, and my mom was going like. You've lost what the, the fuck is going on here? And then I remember when I got the... Why did you want to be in the fire service so much? I actually... It, it was when I finished uni and I had si- actually had signed on the dole because I was... The, the lifeguard was wrapping okay, up. Yeah, that done that done me for a while. Yeah, fresh. And my ego fucking to the floor. Oh, it's not good whenever you're going in. You're <laughs> like... Horrible. Hood up, up and you're yeah. like, You see someone you know and you're like, oh, is that what I am? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just... A, but it's a real fucking Scottish and Irish thing. My dad like sent me down there. I never went down there. He was like, you're going down there. For me, it was a case of like the I was lifeguarding over summer, so uni had wrapped up, 
and I had lifeguard over somewhere and I didn't have anything to do after that. So the beach stopped and I was like, well, until I get a job, it just makes sense. So I applied for the fire service during the summer because I was like, that'll be my long shot. And the only reason I applied is because for me, the real thing that makes a big difference to me and it sounds things is making a real change to somebody that like I got my life. And there's nothing more fulfilling to me than whenever like you're really helping somebody that is stuck badly. It's like, I might not be the best person to help you, it's like, I remember pulling over before to help somebody change a tire. And when I got out, they were like, oh, do you know how? And I was like, not a clue. But I was like, I'll YouTube it. <laughs> Joe, but I was like, I, uh, I know. <laughs> Joe, that's This guy's I, dying out here at fucking... CPR. How do, how do you fix a guy having a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> I don't take him, no signal. I'll <laughs> <laughs> wait, man. For, let this 4G boot up. Mate, you'll be all right. Don't worry. <laughs> give, give me five here and you top up. Uh, <laughs> uh, so for the fire service, it was one of the things I was always like, that's a good job. It, it's got to make a real difference. And then I went for it. And like, the only reason I got it is I remember going in. So they go through all the stages and I worked really hard. At it, but I remember I was in Athens with Hillary at the time and I got a phone call and they were like, you've got an interview for the last stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in a day. And I was like, it's tomorrow. And they were like, yeah, it's, it's tomorrow. And I was like, I'm in Greece. And they were like, well, well it, we're there's, not there's no, there's, you, you're not allowed to move. You're not allowed to move it. And I was like, what time is it? And they're like, oh, it's 2 p.m. So I flew. I went straight to the airport, got a flight home. And you don't even know where you are in the process. And when we went through it, you had to actually, they actually asked you, one of the main questions was like, I had no time to prep. And they were like, why should we, like, why should we take you? And they referred you as a number for the process. And you only get a, I remember coming into the interview thing. And I think they must have emailed me the week before something. I just hadn't seen it. Because everybody else was coming in with like, no posters. Like, no, these like, and I came into the room and they were like, you know, there's the whiteboard and if you've got your post, you can put it up. And they goes, your number, whatever. I was like, fucking 5,000 something. And I just took the white thing and wrote my name on the board and I just goes, yeah, just remember that because I was like, I'm not a number. And then I was like, that's the only thing I remember from the interview because I was like, I don't have nothing. And I was like, but I can guarantee you that nobody else took a flight home from Greece for a shot at getting this job. And I was like, that's how dedicated I am to this. And I completely waffled the rest of it. But I was like, to them, like, because the, the, like, I was like, and I'm not lying, because I was like, I've got the tan. I was like, I've literally got to fly out of here yeah. at 7 p.m. again. And they were just like, they sort of looked at me like, this boy is a wingnut. But they also were like, <laughs> that's what I'm looking at. You like, just now. yeah, but it must have clicked with one of them because I remember talking to Gavi, the the boy who ended up training me in the end, and he was like, your interview is one of them ones where he goes, it could have went one or two ways for you. Like he goes, we could have just went. Nah, prick. But he at goes, least it was rememberable. He goes, you stood out like a sore thumb because he goes, we talked about you after. And he was like, because of the way it goes. Now he goes, it was just the way you done it. Now, I didn't actually be like, I'm fucking toned. Uh, you're not doing it like an ego thing. You're literally doing it like, I'm fucked here, so I need to do something. I remember turning around him at the end of it. And I goes, the reason I wrote my name on the board is because I can guarantee you nobody else will do that and you'll know my name. Mm-hmm. And I goes, and it's and I goes, it's not an egotistical thing. It just goes, I will work harder than anybody else here. And I goes, nobody else taking a flight. Nobody else can have the ball. So See, when you say, like, I could even, even if we clip that up, you come, you would come across like an arsehole, but you're not when you actually, like, speak to you, if you know what I mean. That's, that's why I hate about short-form content as well, because a lot of people will see your stuff and think you're an arsehole. But right now, in this instant, you don't come across as egotistical at all. No, I appreciate that. Like, I, I, I don't think I am, because I come from a place where, like... I've had to build the blocks of self-belief to a really big extent because like I was picked on so young and I never made any friends. Secondary school I had a really tough time. And it was one of them things where like like I went to like mindset coaching and like the and therapy and like when they asked me about memories of like if you ask somebody about memories of primary school, 
whatever memories they get is the main overriding theme. What I get is people picking on me, like picking on my shoes and stuff. So, for example, like this is the reason why I went down like the wealth route and stuff. And that's like, what I'm trying to think of what comes to mind now. But go on. How about we think about it? Because the first thing that if you ask me what reminds me of primary school is the boy in P5. I know his name. <laughs> slagging me about my Gola shoes because they were cheap. And I just remember, so like initially they're like, he, that was probably, he'll never remember that. Yeah. But I don't know what it is, but that sticks in my head. And you think about not being good enough, not having money. And then you think of where did my life sort of start carrying now? That's the sort of things where you don't realize it, but like, I'm not saying like, oh, I've went in this spew since I've been P5, but that's what I remember. I don't mm-hmm. remember like primary school being like this real fun thing. So it's one of them ones where I've had to like layer up the, the blocks and that's why as much as I'm sort of not stepping away from bodybuilding but I'm dialing back I'm grateful for the work ethic that fitness has gave me because once you lean into something you can see it visually then when you transfer it across to the fire service or I transfer it across to business I'm not like in any way shape or form going like this isn't going to pay off I'm like this is going to pay off I'm just like yeah might not be three months might not be six months like I'm posting on like everybody else is blowing up on Instagram so have you in yeah but in years I'm probably posting the longest like my following in years went 900 1800 5000 18000 because you got the Sean Casey effect 33 man. I know it just popped last <laughs> so it was like five years of just wasted shit but it's just one of the giveaways <laughs> yeah pretty much but if you look at my years of following I doubled and tripled every year so I was actually due to go yeah. to a higher number of words like so it's just one of the things it's just, what's your what's your memories of primary school come off I mean that, so that's what I was thinking of I can just, literally the first thing I go to is just remember, like, the pictures. I don't know why this is it, but just the pictures of our year and just me pointing out that I was one of the fat ones. You know what I mean? I can remember. I, I, and I don't know why it's the pictures. I can just remember, like, getting the pictures and just going, like, because I, I wouldn't have looked at myself in the mirror that much, but it was the pictures that got me. Yeah, see, that's quite interesting, I think, because don't get me wrong, I don't think like I had a bad, like I did not have a bad childhood. At I don't, all. I, I don't think I'd, I think I had things happen, but I don't think I, I didn't have a traumatic childhood, but I definitely didn't have a like great one. I've definitely got quirks from it, if you know what I mean. I don't think every, I don't think many people do though. Like I was saying this to my mum and dad, they were awake. I was like, how tough is it to raise a child? Like I, and my mum goes, doesn't matter what you do, you're fucking it up. She <laughs> goes, you're fucking the person up. She goes, you give too much to them, and they're in a title we fuck. And she goes, you give too little, and they've got self-love. She just goes, no matter what it is, like, if you're really strict, you notice, like, parents that are really strict with their kids. Yeah. Sometimes they end up a fucking looper. The child ends up going Yeah, because the then as soon as you leave the house and they get their, the chance to do what they want, they go fucking mental. Yeah, and then there's other people where if you give everything to them and you you, you apparently parent the right, they can turn into lazy fuck. So yeah. it's, it's, my mum just goes to me, like, no matter what you do, it's like, it's just your luck of the draw. You just do your absolute best. And also, just, I think it's just try to be a good person into it. And then that's... Morals. Like, even though my, my mum done so many horrendous things, but I do think her heart's in the right place. So my heart's in the right place. I'm definitely going to do the same fucking shit to people, but, like, my heart's in the right place, and I think that's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah, I think if you have your morals and your your values right, like, if you're genuinely, like, as I say, like, the main thing that I want from a job is, like, to actually make a difference, because I've always wanted that for me. Do you know when you were talking about the way that you used to help people and stuff? My mum said one of like the first things she seen me doing when I became like an actual person and wasn't like a baby. I was like two or three, and people like we'd be in the park and someone would fall over. I had like a little Cockney accent as as well, and I'd walk over. And I was born in London. Like, Are you all right? And I'd be up, like try to help them. And I think, I genuinely think that plays into like who you like. I, I'm a coach, and I want to help people. I must have been like that like from a kid. A hundred percent. I think most. I think one of the most fulfilling things as a, as a person is actually helping somebody else whenever yeah. you can. Uh, that's 
Because really, at the end of the day, like it's it's as much as you can talk about money and followers. Like connection is usually the main thing. That's why you'll get like people whenever they're older. You'll never hear people talk about like. Do you ever see the stuff of like eighty year old people talking back in their life? They never say, "I should have worked more. I should have made more money." It's not. It's a should have actually. Spent. Had the YouTube videos you were watching, and you were like, "Fuck off, fucking yeah. too much." <laughs> fucking just what the eight year old say. Tony, you've been working too much, mate. Fucking <laughs> yeah, it's you know what I mean. But they don't turn around to be like, Joe, I'm glad. I wish I, w- I spent more time with my kids. It's always stuff like that. So then that's sort of the mindset I've taken off. I don't have kids. Just before you think that I'm going to start spending time with kids, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Out in the park. Uh, but it's one of them things where. For I me- took from that, I need to be around primary schools more. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Don't cut that far. <laughs> we'll be arrested. We'll be in handcuffs coming out of here. Uh, no, it's just, it's an interesting thing because I think, as you said, compared to where I was, I just, I can feel the shift, which is very strange, but I do feel like even the energy you bring to people, it's like, you can be too self-centered in your own wee world and then you realize it's like, I always say this and I said every time I want to fucking put, you throw all your problems into a bowl of everybody else's, you take your own back yeah. every fucking time whenever you look at it. Do you know what I think is a real problem with industry and I'm so glad that I got into it at 25 is that, when people get followers and stuff, especially when they're younger, it's so hard to explain to them that it doesn't mean anything. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. It's fuck it, all. It doesn't mean a single thing, and you see it. You see it like warping people's heads. I used to when I used to do freestyle. See, because we were all younger, people would get like a hundred k or whatever. And I remember turning up to jobs, like this guy was like eighteen, and he was. We were getting paid like three hundred and fifty quid to like fuck about for like an hour or two, like just kicking a ball about. And he's like complaining about like the fact that maybe like the person was late. I was like, mate, like I was just doing a British job for eight pound an hour. Yeah, like you've now you've not experienced that. Like you've just went straight into this. It's like you need to realize this is we've got it fucking good, mate. We're doing an hour and we're getting three hundred and fifty quid. hundred percent. And you're kicking a ball up and down. Like I used to run into Burton Buildings for twelve fifty an hour. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm running to pull somebody out or to even check if there's somebody there. I don't know. And you're standing there for hours. YouTubing it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with these fires? <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of them things where, like, then when you've worked hard at another job and then you get. A job like the Instagram or the coaching, yeah, it's just more of a grateful mindset. Like, don't get me wrong, I still work hard, but like, I'm not fucking out laying bricks in the rain. Yeah, there's a very big difference between hard work where you're actually fucking putting a shift. Like, I, I just need to watch my dad, mate, and I go right. I'm, I've got it good. Yeah, like I was working at four. I think I was working at fourteen. I used to get paid three pound an hour lifting newspapers at five in the morning, and then like I hear people going to me, "Why won't people buy my coaching at six hundred pound?" I'm like, mate. I'm like, I would have had to work so many hours lifting papers for that. I know, obviously, money and all is different now, but, and I'm not saying, oh, back in my generation, Joe, mm-hmm. you know, I used to work hard. It's not like that. It's just, as you said, if you don't actually start with that, you don't get your foundations right because then you're not grateful as you move up and you get this false sense of where reality is. And I mm-hmm. think that's what's happening. That's where you can get warped. Like, I've seen it with me, even me, Joe. You know, I felt it when I got TikTok followers the first time. But like for about six months, my head was a bit like up my own arse, and then like I was like, it's also when it started dying down, I was like, oh, that didn't mean anything. Like, do you know what I mean? That really, really didn't mean anything. And I also just started doing TikTok before anyone else, so I had like no competition, fitness wise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's one of the things where you just you do get that warped headspace, and it even happens because people would come up to me a lot more now. Like I was in Newcastle for a dip the other week, and some boy came up in the street and asked for a photo, Mm -hmm. and. I was like, it could warp your head very, very fucking quickly. easy because you're like, 
I'm the fucking man there. But you need to take the piss with that. You need to be like, oh, what are you up to today, mate? And just take the fucking piss. Otherwise, you just you you come. Like, I just have the crack. I just yeah. go on normal. I just be like, well, what's this? And I be like, how's your day? And he be like, oh, just getting a photo of local. And I be like, local celebrities not to be proud of. I goes, if anything, I goes. This, I is, go, this is embarrassing for you. I, I, was, I was sort of like, I was sort of like them, like just having small conversation, but nothing like you don't want to talk down about yourself. Because I feel like if you can't take a compliment or you can't take something that's not a good trait, I have that trait. See, like if I, I turn start around, like turning inside myself. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Where it's like I used to be like that. Do you know when somebody gives you a compliment? I know loads of people like this to give you a compliment. Oh, like nice shoes, and they're like, oh, they're only from such and such. And I didn't ask you about the fucking price of your shoes. Oh, Just I'm say not like you. that. It's more like. Yeah. I'll say a thank you, but I'll like inside. I will die every back. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there's that balance you know, where people almost can't take. That's not a good trait either. I think that's, as you said, it's one of the things where I think just that, like sitting, having a having an idea of what maybe needs improved is yeah. is very important. And like, fuck, there's so much I need to work on. That's why I was doing about like all the. That's why I've been dialing out. I actually feel like bodybuilding in general makes you a born bastard. Oh, it does, me. I think people. In our industry, even when I'm seeing all these new sort of videos of people like swearing and stuff, I'm still like, there's no personality in any of this. Like, with all the content people are making, I'm still like, these are all still really boring. Yeah, it is. It's one of them things where like, there's no touch to it. But that's why, like, I'm quite family oriented. Like, you'll see my family and everything. And that was the stuff that made me go on with you coaching. I'd say. I would say if you didn't, when I went out, so I was, well, I was actually working with the person you know, Rosanna. Yeah. Oh, is that who's her name? I was working at a call center with her in Australia, and she knew who you were as well. And I used to watch your Q and A's, but it was that that was got me to reach out to you. It wasn't it? Seemed as if you knew what you were talking about, but you also seemed like you could have a laugh. I've got a, I've got yeah. my morals in the right place. I yeah, think that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. one thing because you go like if you ask most people what's the main thing that matters to them at the end of the day, it's usually most people will usually say you know family, yeah. the main things, and then you look at what my main value on Instagram is. Like if you click into my highlights, it's not. Fat loss, it's not that. My my highlights are actually, if I remember off the top of my head, there's, now fair enough, there's results, but then it's family, family, and X. So, mm-hmm. like, you're getting, and it's just humor. It's just crack. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's how I want to remember. I don't want to be, do you know what I mean? You don't want to be like, my life was just fitness. That's why I'm down and back. I think it's, as you said, it's what really matters. And then if you stick that out, you're always going to get more anyway because it's more authentic. Do you know what the last guy that came up to me in Glasgow said just before I came here? It was like a wee Indian guy, right? And he walks up to me. He also said, I'm bigger in person. I was like, I'm, I'm not. Well, that's the best compliment <laughs> ever. I think he just meant tallness-wise, though. I was like, oh. do I look like a midget? <laughs> well, I don't know. And then... He started asking me about stuff. He was actually talking about how he was fighting and stuff. And then see as he went to what... See when they, like people come up to you as well and they like expect you to make the conversation. It's like, I don't know you. I have no questions for you. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> they say something to you. And then so I just asked him what he was doing with the rest of his day. And then see as he walked away, he was like, will you be here for the independence vote? And I was like, is there one? He was like, no, but there will be soon. He was like, will you be here? And I was like, probably. <laughs> and then he just walked away. <laughs> I was like, that was the weirdest interaction That ever. is fucking straight. But you don't know what's going through people's heads because he could have been reading something that earlier and it's been yeah. in the back of his... But for you... I was just like that. Ah, and he's like, what are you voting? I was like, probably yes. You feel it? Have a good day, mate. <laughs> That's so fucking... It's because it's in the back of his head. It's like that topic seems relevant to him. Yeah. But that is so irrelevant I was just to like, what? Oh, yeah. I've never what? spoke about that. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's such a fucking weird... Like, it's just so strange, I think, when it well, Especially with the following thing, because you just had people that were, like, in movies or whatever, so, like, no one's ever had, like, just social media followers in the last, like, 15 years. So, no, how are you meant to know how to deal with it? We've got no experience with it. 
Yeah, just, okay, as you said, it can warp your reality, and it's just not something that, for me, I ever want to go down that route. I don't want to be that individual. No. I, I'm not worried about following. I'm worried about engagement. I'm worried about actually helping. And then the thing is, that's the, that's one of the main reasons why like I'm cutting down more. Like, whenever I was writing everything out, I was like, right, what do I want to do? And I was like, I want to actually generally help more people. And I was like, how do I do that? And I was like, I need to make my coaching cheaper so I can help more people. And I was like, but I can't give more time. So I was like, I'm just going to build the app. And I was like, that's the reason why I went into the train. Because I was like... I didn't get into coaching to make a fuckload of money. Mm. That's not why I got in. Don't get me wrong, I've done quite well. But the thing is, I didn't get in because I'm like, oh, money. Yeah. Like, you see every going, fuck, 10k months, get me in there. Yeah. Bali looks why great. Why is that the fucking number? Oh, it's just... Are it. those wankers going to Bali, mate? Are <laughs> you going those yourself? absolute wankers. Are we there in two weeks? He's there. Yeah, I'm there in the sun. But I think it's just that, like, it, it looks good. and I, But it, for me, it was just always a case of, I it was the only thing that I ever really felt like it made a big difference in my life and I just wanted that. So going back to roots for me is really what it, what that's about more than anything. And then also just get my time back. I need to dial out from being like, Mr. Fucking, I need to eat fucking 6,000 calories a day and my entire life is built around my training. Like I've even cut down my training and that's why I'm starting scrapping now. <laughs> How is that going? Oh, it's hilarious. Like Even you doing that just didn't like even tell, it's just like that. Ha ha ha! Little T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no reach. <laughs> like, there's no reach at all. Cause, like, I remember Daggy's taking me for it. Like, and he's a pro fighter. And like, like I be stand quite stand offish. Do you know, like, obviously. But he's like, cause you're shitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going like <laughs> stand offish. Like, I'll fight you from over here. <laughs> so, so like, he's like. Tony, you've got no reach. Like you're you're five foot. So he's like, you know, you're gonna need to come closer. <laughs> so and so I end up having to come. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> From here, I, but it's even stuff like we were doing it, and it's for me that is. It was like when I was talking to like uh, somebody about it, I was like, where's the place I'm most comfortable? And it was like the gym, and I was like, where's the place I would be least comfortable? And I was like. Like, don't get me wrong, I can, anybody can throw a punch. Anybody can have a windmill fight in a pub. That is not actually being yeah. physically competent. And I was like, but if you actually asked me to spar an MMA fighter or I came up against somebody that's actually put in some rounds, I was like, yeah, I might land one right hook and I'm a big fella, that might work. But I was like, if I miss the right hook, I'm absolutely fucking screwed. So I was like, right, let's, let's go here. And I was like, that actually scares me having to spar something like that. So I was like, right, let's go in here. And I went in and I was like, this is completely outside my comfort zone. And he goes, right, well, like, whereabouts are you? And I goes, I know nothing. And he was like, and he, he goes, right, well, warm up and hand me a skipping rope. And I was like, how do you skip? I can't skip. Do you know what I mean? I, I was can't like, skip. So he handed me. And I was like, sort of looking at it. And I was like, this must be how it feels for somebody going into the, the gym yeah, the first yeah, time. Yeah. And the, like, it, I was even getting the thing of like, there was like, like these boys doing wrestling on the side and you hear them flipping each other. And I'm standing there with a the skipping rope being like, doing three skips and catching myself. And you're, I understand exactly. And that's the re main reason I don't, is it puts you back in that like, fuck you're a yeah. wee bit conscious of our people looking at you. Joe, people are watching you learn from scratch and you're thinking, fuck, are they thinking about me and all? Are they are they thinking he's a moron? But see, see with the getting scared in the gym sort of thing, I went, like when I started PT and I just tried to teach, I've got a, a ghetto friend, not my ghetto friend, but I can't say, how do you say that? A, a I have friend, a friend that's a female. It was a female that I'd, don't shag. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to the gym with her and she went to just, I was going to show her how to do a Romanian deadlift with a bar and there was three guys she went to school with in the squat rack next to her and she was just shitting herself and I just, I stood there and I felt her anxiety through her and I was like, oh, that's why girls shit themselves here. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, because there's three guys, she's probably kissed one of them when she was like 16 or whatever and they were standing right next to her and I was like oh I get it now I actually understand and you're also in that position of where you are bent over yeah exactly like it's not a like a strong dominant position yeah. so like completely and like as much as people as much as men don't want to say it like if 
if I see like one of my clients and they're a really good neck with good set of glutes and they're doing RDLs, like you have a look around the gym when they're focusing on their set, you'll catch men's eyes looking. Yeah. I don't care what anyone fucking says. As much as everybody's focusing on their own self, they are. But like, it's like whenever a man walks by and his biceps are massive, you do have a look in the gym. Yeah. Like you can't help it. It's like a it's a, a dominant muscle group. But they getting back to the fucking MMA. Like Daki was saying to me, like. So he lined me up and he was doing the feet and all. And he was like, Joe, obviously my footwork is like that of a dead cat. It's fucking just like sloppy. So he was like, Joe, put your your fists up. And like, if you don't keep your fists up, Joe, he'll tap you in the head. But like, even for me, that's a bit of a shock. But I remember <laughs> just, just like, he'll Joe to, to put your hands back up. But it, it was funny because like, he was like, right, right hook. And he was like, that's not bad. And then we were jabbing away and he was like, right, stop throwing your left hand like this. So like, he was like, you're right, your right hook's fine. But he was like, your left jab was like this. He was like, whoa, well, you're just like tapping the pad. And he was like, what are you going to do? Flick them? Like? And he was like, and he just started, he just started, me and him were talking. I was like, so what am I like? And he goes like, karate chopping. Like, like he goes, you're going to go chop and then a hook. And he was just like, but it's sort of that thing of where you're like, I would laugh that off. But if I didn't have the confidence from anything else coming into that, you would be a wee bit unsure of it. You'd be mm-hmm. like, fuck, I have no competence in anything. Whereas like, it, you just have to go in and go, I am learning from scratch here. I am complete beginner. People are going to, but you, as long as you just have fun with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. If anything, bodybuilding is like the l- least carryover sport of all time. Yeah. It like carries over to nothing. Nothing at all. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, like, it's like, whenever people used to be like to me in the fire service, right, you break down the door and I'd be like, I can't. No, I need like a fucking something. And they're like, well, what the fuck's the use in the muscle? And I'm like, I don't know. It looks good. I can't gather up the speed to run the thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like two miles an hour. <laughs> can't fit through the door. Uh, but it is, it is the least carryover. Like from a from a health perspective, like it looks good. It's maybe good for like a status or like a mating call. <laughs> walking around, walking around yeah. <laughs> the signal. Yeah. Uh, but like as an actual health or like a usefulness, yeah. no, you're better with like normal strength, not the type like, Joe, like getting a lid off a ketchup yeah. bottle or something. Do you know what? Did you make any like proper bodybuilding friends? Yeah, you do. But then you quickly sort of lose them again as well because they're obviously like me and to themselves and they're quite... Mm-hmm. Uh, selfish individual as much as you don't want to admit like it's not that bodybuilding selfish it, it's just it's a very you can't really do much else you know mm-hmm. you're prepping meals you're cooking so that's why i believe like in my opinion like when you're dieting be nice and tight get the dieting phase done as quick as possible and enjoy the rest of the year like you do eight weeks tight every year you're tidied up you're looking good and then you can just enjoy the rest of the time but mm-hmm. the problem is most people are useless fuckers during a dieting phase and then the dieting phase lasts fucking 20 weeks and then they're petrified about going back into one for life because they've dragged the fuck out of it that's why there's that balance where like strictness to flexibility like if you are too sustainable with your approach and you're out every weekend drinking your dieting phase ends up fucking lasting like half a year Do you know what i've got way stricter as a coach with that sort of thing like way stricter see see these all-inclusive holidays get them to fuck oh heavy <laughs> get Mental. them to fuck because like i'll have clients come on they're like first three weeks and they're like oh by the way i'm going all-inclusive to tenerife for 10 days and i'm like what the fuck are you doing yeah, like that's the opposite, and I'm like, go on holiday, yeah, put on a kilo, but don't fucking go all inclusive. And you, I was like, I think that's what fucks people's heads a lot of the time. Even Christmas, you used to, I think a lot of the stuff you say is for the likes into as well, and then you don't really cause that's what people want here. You need to be well. I've had to realize that I need to be careful with like, what am I doing? It's yeah, it's relatable, but it's not what people need here. Yeah, like that's where I believe like a lot of people are leaning into this like flex. It's a, it's like I know loads of coaches that talk about like flexibility and going out every weekend, but they don't go out every weekend. They aren't flexible. They've hit their I macros. I made a video on that the other day. I was like, it's gone. People people doing these full day eating and holiday videos, and they don't even eat. They probably don't even eat half the stuff. They're like, oh yeah, I had these like free margaritas and this buffet. And like they probably just didn't even eat that. 
Yeah, that's. But I think that's why I also get really, I get really good results and I get really good clients is because what you see with me is exactly what you're going to get. Whereas is I get, I get about see any coach I'm even mentoring or talking to, and they go, my clients are fucking melters. And I'm like, because your content's asking for them. You're talking about how constantly you can Joe, go off plan and it's everything's absolutely hunky fucking dories, which makes it sound like they're going to pay you and get results over six months, no matter what the fuck they do. But I was like, that actually just leaves you both more frustrated because you've just been as much as you don't want to admit it. The balance line you're talking about, they're not walking that. Yeah, yeah. They, like if you like, the, I always use the skills and like if you've been a fat fuck and been really, really lazy for a long time, the skills are like this. You're not getting. I was wondering what you were doing with your elbow. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were trying to scratch. You, you, you thought I was getting ready for yeah, fighting. Just getting ready for another job. Just gonna elbow me, me fighting like this. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> after seeing your wee fucking Hi-ya! wee flick. <laughs> and uh, so it's one sided, but like you never get back to balance by. An okay approach. There has to be a bit of restriction for a while, and mm. then you're gonna balance. The problem is, I think when people start, they're like, "Oh, balanced approach is the number one shout for me." But if you've been eating takeaways for fucking a year, you're gonna have to lean in a little bit yeah. for a while. And I think that's the trade-off. But it's that doesn't sell. I think where a lot of us are just scared to be like, "Oh, he's a fucking PT. Like he's a melt. Do you know what I mean? He can't he can't live his life." I think a lot of us are scared of that. Um, and with the balance sort of thing, you don't live a balanced life if you're in. Or even you can't live a balanced life and lose the thirty kilos you need to lose. It needs to be unbalanced. I think balance is a bit of a myth anyway, because there's going to be time periods where you're going to have to go more socialising. You're going to have a couple of weddings, you're going to have a holiday. Everything yeah. comes at once, and then there's going to be three months January, February, March where you might have fuck all on. So you may as well lean in. Yeah. It's just like planning how you what actually makes sense at the time period. But I feel like that's why people get frustrated is because they get sold this lie of like it should be easy. I've got ten times better clients since I stopped talking about fat loss, stopped all of that shit. Cause I'd have been well bad for all of that balance. Oh my sort god, of terrible. Yeah, no, I was. I'd have been horrific for it. And then talking about, and actually talking about lifting all the time. So doing like lifting tutorials. So people now come I used to get people that were like want to lose weight and they'd be like, Here's your gym plan. They're like, I'm going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. I thought, thought I was just eating less calories. I, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> have to get a gym membership? What? Yeah. Um, so I've got way better clients since I started, and I'm a lot harsher as well, but I think they, they, they need it. I'd rather somebody be blunt with me. Like the, I would rather you tell me, like, if you don't nail this, you're not getting a result, because then I'm not getting this false expectation of, like, at the end of whatever block, I'm going, like, why am I late? Hmm. You didn't tell me that I couldn't eat fucking takeaways and have drink every weekend. So whereas I just turn around to people and I just sit straight. I'm just hmm. very blunt as an individual like there's no point in saying it. it's like if you don't prioritize your relationship and then you wonder why your relationship goes to shit yeah. you weren't putting in effort if you're not putting in effort and it's actually not a bit of a challenge you're never going to get anything from it it's like if your business is really if you were growing the podcast really really easily and there was no hassle mate this is fucking difficult yeah it's fucking to, tight going to grow Jesus Christ it's not like short form at all I just need to put clips out hope they go viral and then get them over and even sometimes I'll get clips that go fucking wild but it doesn't make mean they turn out in listeners they then may need to see 10 more clips before yeah. they'd commit to an hour podcast 100 percent. and listen to long form is fucking tight going yeah. but the thing is if somebody listens to long form they're far more likely to actually then oh, end yeah, up coming, coming across because somebody can listen to you talk shit for an hour they're more than likely like good luck to them i will fry their head <laughs> yeah you know so but then i think it just gets your personality across because like you'll get somebody who's listening to this and then they'll connect with me or they'll connect with you better and then you know right that's who i would actually work for or, yeah. so that's who would actually connect with me better and well i'll listen to your podcast before i bought from you yeah i'd listen to probably like 10 15 yeah do you know what i mean and then you sort of eventually go do you know what that makes sense for me or you could say something like i'm completely personally the other way have you been for therapy is this a new thing yeah i've been for therapy is this for a new thing or is this 
I went to therapy during the fire service originally for CBT because of incidents. So like, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy. So after like major incidents where they're like, there's loads of shit going on, they go, you know, there's CBT there. And I had to be honest, I actually went out of curiosity. Like there was actually not like, I was like, oh my God, I can't sleep at night. Yeah. But I was like, it's free. I'm very interested to see what they come up with. And whenever I went, they actually didn't fuck all to do with the fire service. They actually just talked about like how I was mentally fucked. They were what just did like, they say? They said that I've got stuff like a savior complex and stuff like that, where like if you don't be careful, you can end up bringing people into your life that will take advantage and stuff. So like for example, they were like, pick out. They were like, right, what's your jobs? They're like lifeguarding, firefighting, coaching. They're like, yeah, that's all helping people. But they were like, why do you feel the need to help people? And then you're actually getting challenged on it. You're like, because it's what to do. And they're like, well, why is it good? Yeah. And you're like, and they're like, because you don't feel good enough, you think helping other people will make you feel better. And they're like, that doesn't come from that. And then you're like, oh, you're like. <laughs> And then it starts challenging your beliefs. Now I believe you you're can like, go, fuck you. I'm not helping you, you <laughs> prick. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that, and then obviously I've had loads of shit going recently with like my family. Or it's practically in other words, I have prioritized fitness and business to the extent of where I've had time for nothing else. As yeah. much as you'll see family and all on my Instagram, I've had no time. I've been building a property business. I've been building a fitness business. I've been building an app. I've been doing everything but actually taking downtime. I haven't looked at this notepad once. And hey, uh, well, if there's anything you want to go over, we can. <laughs> nah, I don't want to. And uh it got to the stage of where, like, as much as people say, you make time I for I just what... farted there, if that's oh. why you looked at me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> i seen you look at me. Cut, cut. Uh, I've had enough. It's like a fucking gas chamber. i seen you look at me. That's because your wee man's poking out your trousers there as well. I was like, Jesus Christ. Getting probed from the side here. Uh, right, well, I've lost my train of thought here, Therapy. folks. Therapy. Yeah, I'm going to need fucking therapy after this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And a, and a good drink. <laughs> a very fucking strong drink, uh, and no, I'm no. You I'm, were saying no. So I've honestly, yeah, no. You're so, sorry, I'll bring you in. <laughs> I won't far again. Right. Um, you were saying about how you prioritize fitness, oh. and business, and your family and relationships went to shit. Yeah, they pretty much they did though. And it's as much as people said, you know, you've time for this and you make time for it. I generally was like working. Like my ones will tell you, like I would get up at like six, go to the gym, and I come home and I would just work till night, like consistently. And you know, like. As much as people say, oh, well, there is time in the day. Like, I'd maybe be doing check-ins for four or five hours, doing content, and then every spur bit of time, you know, you maybe get a Thursday off, and then I get rung, and it's like, well, there's two houses going to Belfast here, cheap, mm -hmm. but they're going in the next 24 hours. Do you want to come down and view them? And then you're away for the day. Then you're in the mortgage advisor. You're getting numbers, and then your day off has actually turned into a work day. And then maybe I've said to my sister, you've just like you've worked in a different way, and you? you just find another way. Like your your brain's sneaking into it. Yeah, it's fucking shite like that. And then like I've maybe told my sister we're gonna go to the cinema, and then yeah, I went to the cinema. And you're like, we'll go next week, and then next week something else comes up, and then before you know it, three months went by, and you're like, I have taken days off, but you've taken days off from coaching, but then you've maybe done content and you're shooting a podcast, so it's all work. And then eventually, I think what happens is people just go, he's just really busy, he's just that, and then I just sort of sat down, and I was like. I'm actually not happy. I was yeah. like, I'm just, I don't believe, I don't know about happiness. I was like, something, I'm not going to say, oh, depressed. I don't, I don't really love all that shitty talk. I know that obviously there is, but it's a case of, I just didn't fit, feel right. I felt off. I felt a wee bit down. And then see, whenever you feel down, all you need is just go, what feels off? And then just fix it. And for me, I was like, mm -hmm. I'm getting no socializing. I'm not spending time with family. I'm not spending time with girlfriend. I'm not spending time. And I was like, no wonder I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm just trying to plug this with more followers, more money. So let's just add more fucking muscles. So and I was like, none of it does anything for you. Oh my god, terrible. So it I was like, nothing. I feel like shit. So let's maybe like. And then the thing is, it turns into this like, well, I feel a wee bit off. So maybe let's work more, train more, and make more money. And then you end up in this loop of like 
constant. So then what I've done is completely the opposite now. I just sat down and I was like, what is a wee bit off here and what should I do? And I was like, right, well, I probably need to dial back work. So I'll build the app so then I can dial out from coaching. I probably need to spend more time with family. So I need to dial back on the property side of things. And I need to start actually stop just chasing the rabbit to an extent because it's not doing anything for me. Yeah. How See, when you've done it for that long, say you've got everything sort of set up that you have enough money you don't need to worry about. You, you need a completely different focus because you still need something, don't you? You still need something that's like making you improve. Otherwise, you also lose your head. So it's very hard to find that thing. Like you might need to just now dump, jump into the fighting thing and just like everyone else just ticks you over. For me, do you know what I done was I am very like that. So like my ones were like, there'll always be something for you. But what I done is I just took my foot off the accelerator. I'm like, everything's going to tick along for me a business. I'm not going to stop growing it. Yeah. But I was like, I just don't need to do it rapidly. Yeah. Whereas I always felt like there was a pressure. There was a rush. There was like a, a, a this needed done yesterday. And then I was like, right, well, every year I set a goal. So like every year I always have like a main focus. So like two and three years ago, it was all like, I need this much money. I need this much coming in. Last year, it was all about like, I need this many followers. And the, the thing is, what my goal was there when I was outlining it there, and I, I don't start it when the clock strikes New Year's. I just write it out and be like, this is my now main focus. And I was like, my main focus is spending time with what really matters, bringing good energy. Like, see when I'm here, do you know what I mean? you'll, you'll talk to people on podcasts. Yeah. And there's people that are here, but they're not really here. They're fucking, they're, their mind is away with what How good doing. is this though? Because like, see when we look at each other in the eye, it's, you actually really have to like, don't you? Tune in, yeah. yeah. But you'll talk to people on podcasts yeah. and you'll be like, that wasn't a really good conversation. That was like a, a bit of here and there. Like they're in the room for a woman and then you know they're almost waiting to reply or they're, they're brains away a different thought process. You know what I don't like as well? You have some people on that's like they already know what they're going to talk about. It's like, no, I, I ask you the questions, you answer. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. Like you've already pre-planned this. I didn't ask you about it. Yeah, exactly. You just go down whatever rabbit hole it goes. And for me, I'm like, my biggest project now is me and how can I bring like a laugh to my life. And then I always make sure now there's one thing awake and this is actually what keeps me ticking. That's a little bit uneasy for me to do. So for example, like like last week that was doing, like last week and this week that was going to the MMA because I was like, that's still outside my comfort zone. But next week, that'll be a wee bit routine So I'll be like, well, what can I do? Maybe I'll... What will be your thing? Maybe I'll book a trip somewhere or maybe I'll go... It, just something as simple as I'll go here or I'll do this or I'll go up north for a night or I'll... Joe, although people will be like, that's not out of your comfort zone. It's just something different that's going to give me a memory. Yeah, I booked a steel container by myself about three months ago and like in the middle of nowhere next to Stirling and I didn't drive at the time so I had to get a bus and all that up there and it was one of the best things I've ever done for two nights by myself and I made sure... I watched like The Office and shit and made, made myself not work. I worked till like three and then I like... That's very hard for me to do on my own, yeah. like not work. See, whenever I'm on my own, I don't like sit and watch stuff. I can't. No. I'm like, I should be using this time. You start to plug a gap with something yeah. else. You're like, I could be making content. I could start, be like, replying to Instagram DMs. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, you just waste your time and then it fucks with your head and you don't get proper downtime. So I think almost planning it, like if you need to be doing something, I'm like, right, well, what can I do for me? And I'm like actually going for a walk and getting a coffee. I'm almost treating it like this sounds a wee bit nuts but like a challenge to myself like can you actually take downtime can you take a day off because the thing is people will find that mental won't they because they're like I do that every day but you're like no this is a test gives me anxiety take, it used to give me anxiety taking a day off like a really oh, bad I going to say go for a coffee no <laughs> freaking out just sitting shaking with the cup fuck a latte please <laughs> hurry up it's fucking my laptop's Al- over there <laughs> almond milk please hey but it, no it's just for me, yeah, it sounds a wee bit OCD, but whenever you've worked so long and constantly, it's just like, as you said, routines and habits. So it's just rebuilding them out. But see all this where people say like, oh, you can't change. Like I'm not, like when you ask my ones how quickly of a thing it was, like if you turn around to them and you go to them like, 
he was like that on a Sunday and he woke up the Monday and he was just different. And like that is literally, it's not like I had to ease and I was just like, don't want that no more. And that's what I'm saying about, see if you've been going this way your whole life. Like I've been going like this for the last three years and I've just went, I was really happy during it. But see the last like three, four, probably last six months, not until like a month or two ago, probably about, I was like happy, happy, happy. And then about two or three months on past and I was like, something's not sitting right now. Yeah, something just doesn't feel right, and I think that happens with everything in your life. Can have oh, relationship jobs. You you said it before we came in here. I think every like few years that's going to happen to you, especially as a man. I think just so, like because we're always going for something, but then it's not what you want anymore, and then you keep you keep doing it even though it's not what you want, and then you realize some right. people never realize. To be fair, no. Do you know what I was like? I was just I I wrote down and I goes, "There's more to life than this." There's more to life than me tracking calories. There's more to life than me just earning a bit of coin. I was like, there has to be more that can this. I can feel more. And I was like, it's going to be from experiences. It's not going to be from, it could be going to fucking wherever and spending a month there. Or it could be honestly just something as simple as having a laugh with my mum, having a joke, you know, where you're totally tuned in. Whereas what I found was my head was so wrapped up in business. Even when I was sitting with my mum, having a cup of tea or having a laugh, I was there, but I wasn't really there. And they said that to me whenever I, it, it it really it, it annoyed me a lot whenever they said it like they were like it's almost good to have you back now as if I had been gone and you don't realize that until and they were like we didn't even realize you were gone because it, it was like a slow steady progression and then they're almost like oh it's nice to have you back in the room and you're sort of like oh that's not a nice my dad could see it happening to me easily because he would just keep making comments he's like you're why are you still working it's like eight o'clock but like you Just must bounce. say because your parents can see it happening. You can't see it happening. But at the same time, I had to do it to build my business at the start. But he can see me getting stressed out. He can see me like not, like, or like someone will ask me to do something. I'll be like, no, I need to work. And he can just see it cr- crippling in. And he's yeah. like, and because my dad would have done the same thing. He can see, he's like, that will fuck you. Like, Yeah, I think that, as you said there, I do feel like there's a need. Like if you're if you're trying to build something, like see when I was trying to build my property business for, to set up. You have to. Like, like you're not going to do that by being like, do you know what, next month yeah. or that. You have to go, right, well, I'm going for this, I'm leaning in. But, like, I, I'm at a stage now, especially for where I feel like more isn't going to be better. More is going to do zero for the quality of my life. It's going to actually make things worse. So that's why I've probably been able to dial off. But as you said, it's 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 not a, it, it's it's not that I, and it, fuck by fuck, I do not regret it. Like, whenever I was talking to my, like, mindset boy and my therapy and all, like, they were like, you're in a really good position. They are like, Joe, people will be chasing that for a long time. But I was like, you could hit that and be making 30k a year and just go, do you know what? Work's not as important for me. And I just think there's a, no, I'm fucking not old, but I think there's a small wisdom of age. And the older you get, the more in line you start to get with what actually sort of makes sense. What's actually going to make you feel right. Because the the older you get, the more you can feel if your balance is off. Like not as in like your balance tonight, but your headspace. You're like, oh, something's not right here. It's like, I've always thought about like, how do you know if, if, that person's the one or that job's right for you. When you get older, you just start to realize because you've spent more time in the game. And I think that's where the beauty of like your dad saying that, like my dad would turn around to me and this is, this is fucking fries my head. You ever see people in the big, your environment dictates your progress and you're the, you're the sum of the five people around you. So if everybody's not a fucking millionaire. That's my, my, my least favorite thing. You fucking yeah. fuck them off. There's nothing I... Like, to create the right environment to facilitate success. Oh, fucking suck my balls. There's nothing I love more than going out with my mates that were from school that I got on with. Because they'll humble you. There's fucking... They turn around and they slag me about my shoes and they'll be joking on me. You're still out in those goalers? <laughs> <laughs> you still wearing them. Size three, son, black. <laughs> and me just going home pure and scare back to work. Hey. Fuck, I went out with the boys fucking 
Yes, yes. Well, if that had been Fela, they'd be in style now, because Fela's <laughs> up there. Gola might be fucking extinct. But, uh, like, I love the fact, like, it's not like, oh, your Instagram or your fitness. They're just like, they're, it's just conversation. And for me, like, see, I actually get a laugh. Like, it's like, we. I went to my mate's, uh, like, he had, a, he had a daughter there, and, like, I went to his christening, or her christening, and, like, one of my mates was there, and the, all the women were dancing, and one of my mates from school went up, and they were dancing to Shania Twain, Joe feels like a woman. Mm-hmm. And he went up behind them and played with, the, you know, the jukebox, and I was like, oh, his music taste is fucking nuts. What's he going to put on? And the music cut, I mean, fucking dead. And there's 10 women dancing, singing, and all you hear is 50 Cent in the club, come on. <laughs> and he turns around like this, like he's the fucking messiah. As in, like, I've saved this christening. Joe, and, like, all the parents just were like, what the fuck? And he just goes, you showed it. Ah, there. And for me, just stuff like that, you don't get from people that are so switched on all the time. So They can never, this sounds gimpy, but be silly. Yeah, like, that's why I don't want to be remembered. I don't want to be remembered as a person. I don't want to be that person. Now, do you know, remember what we said out there? You were like, I was like, I realised what it was. And you were like, what? Well, I was like, I need to be stupid. Yeah. Like, I, need, I need to be silly. That's <laughs> Otherwise, then, I'm not happy. And that's where you probably enjoy, like, your content the most. I enjoy the conversations. It's like, for example, like, my sister got a haircut yesterday and it's short. And I was like, oh, my God, you're Karen. You're a fucking Karen. And then she was like, I'm not Karen. And then throwing about with the content and the, mm. the videos and, like, just being normal yeah, yeah. like versus if I came on I was like a client was speaking to me today on a calorie deficit and you're like oh my god shut the fuck up it's not it's not real it's all synthetic it's all made it's all just fucking bullshit versus like and I think a lot of people don't realise that like everybody is just as smart as you like everybody can see right through that mm-hmm. like like do you think people watch that and they go oh he was talking to that people go watch that and go do you think I'm thick yeah you just want a sale yeah, exactly. And everybody's like that worked two or three years ago because it was new. Now everybody's doing it. It's just boring. But I think that uh, that like balance thing or like the the thought about going away. I think a lot of people will actually realize that like during your twenties, even if you weren't chasing business, you're chasing status. You chase something. Oh, you're on you your phone something. too much. Yeah. Or like, don't get me wrong, we're all guilty of that. But I think there is a time where you need to be like, I'm back in the room. And because the the one beautiful thing is like I, I really do journal about it all the time, and I'd be like. My family, like, my mum could die in a year or two years or three years. Like, my auntie took cancer a year or two. Like, she'd be gone. And the thing is, you've been chasing all this money. But then if you turn around, I love, I heard this thing on a, on a podcast they were awake, like, months ago. And I, I think you may have heard it. I said it in one of mine. They were awake. And it was like, there's things that are more important than chasing status and money. Because the thing is, if I turn around to you and I go to you, I don't know who said this. It's like, if I give you 10 million tomorrow, but you have to give me your health, you have to be sick every day for the rest of your life, you'd say no. Because you're going to be lying in the hospital bed. If I turn around to you and I say, I give you 10 million, but every person that's close to you, family members, has to die. Said no, and then I Joe like immediately there. All and if I turn around you and I go, if I give you ten million, but you die tomorrow, I take your time away from you. You're like, well, no, that's fucking stupid. But yet, everybody will sacrifice their health, family, and time, like I have, for money. And then when you ask them what matters more, they'll go, of course, them three do. Will make your actions fucking reflect what really matters to you. But I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Versus now, I'm like, there are my three main things. So it doesn't give me headpiece. It doesn't give me more time to, to spend and more fa- or more family or I care with. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, I want to make an impact. That's why I'm doing a podcast. I'm not going to be like, no, do you know what? I'm not going to the gym because I need to spend time with mum mom today. We're doing the ironing. <laughs> Joe, that, that's that's not realistic. But do you know what I mean in terms She's of like... She's washing, I'm drying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, like I turn around, uh, like last night I was working like seven. And usually I'd be like, Joe, Bake Off was on, and yes, I watched Bake Off, manly, I know. <laughs> and, like, I would have always turned around, even in prior years, and be like, oh, do me a favour, Mum, just record that, and we'll watch it later. 
and then you watch me at nine or ten o'clock, and you're racked. And you're, whereas I was like, I don't give a fuck what workout to do. I was like, my phone's going off. I'm watching this at eight o'clock. Like, and I was like, I'm not tuning back in. Small things like that is the difference. It's like when somebody, it, it, like I remember stuff where my dad would have been really busy at work, and I remember if we went for a drive, if he took a call for work, you you don't admit it, but it, it it's it's not prioritizing you, yeah. and you you feel stuff like that over time. Now, he didn't really do that, but it's you know, that's sort of an example, if that makes... I look at... Look, see, for an example of people that don't ever clock... Because, like, what you're talking about, some people will never click, ever. They'll stay like that. So I've got an uncle, right? He used to be a mechanic. He's a prick, by the way. I'm happy out him. He's a fucking wanker. And uh, he... <laughs> don't, don't be nice about it now. Jesus Christ. He um, was a mechanic, used to work like fuck, and I'm pretty sure, like, his... I'm pretty sure his children don't speak to him. But he's still like in a Bitcoin. He's doing like meetings and stuff. He's like in his sixties, and he's like he's always on the next sort of. He, he reminds me of like Del Boy, you know. He's, he's always on the next fucking thing to sell, and it's always a scam. And I just look at his life, and he lives on his own. He's in his sixties, and he doesn't speak to his kids. And like I'm his family, and I hate him. I'm just like fuck that. It's just somebody who hasn't stopped to to look around once in a while. Do you know, like first you ever see first Bueller's Day Huff? It's like yeah. the quote is like if you don't stop to look around every once in a while, it'll just pass you by. And yeah. I think it's like a. I had a friend who's uh, a friend who had somebody really close to him die recently, and he left him and he left him notes and stuff before he died. Like he knew he was going to die of cancer, and one of the things he said was, "If you don't stop to look at the map every once in a while, you could realize you're going in the wrong direction." And he goes, and that's coming from somebody who's lived their life, and he's like, "I've seen men go that route." It's like, for example, people be like, "Oh, do you know family this and that," but you're you you might actually go, "I really want to travel. I really don't even care about money. Just go for it." And then you can always turn around in a month or two and come home, but. You'll always be that case where if you don't actually ask yourself, what really is going to be right for me right now? It doesn't matter where you've been going. You know, it's change route. And that's why I think a lot of men, like I've said before, the, that quote of like, a lot of men live quiet lives of desperation because they're going by what society norms are. Is they're Joe, having kids in America when maybe they don't want that or maybe they do want that and they thought, Joe, I need this baller lifestyle where I'm making loads of money and I'm chasing this, but they'd be happier working a normal job and that's why I hate all this shit about, oh, quit the nine to five. It's it's the game. It's completely down to the person. Like some people will be happier in that than with the stress of a bit and then vice versa. There are people who eat out of them and I, hmm. I think it's, you just have to stop and go, does this feel right? And if it does, you have to it. push it. I felt like I had to push against what everyone was telling me to do. I think that's why. So I was fucked when I came back from Australia, and I convinced. I think I convinced myself it was just like I can't like be in Glasgow and be happy. And when I was thinking about it, it was like, see, when I came back, I noticed that I started like buying like more expensive clothes again, stuff that I didn't ca- like. I didn't care about. I noticed that I felt like a pressure to like get a mortgage. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't drive as well. And just, like that's a comment that gets comes up all the time. It just doesn't come up in Australia. Obviously, I should have been able to drive, but you know what I mean. You just feel like you have to do all this shit as soon as you came come home. And I don't even think it's like a UK thing. I think it's like a where you're from thing. If you go back to your hometown, that's what everyone bases everything off of. Whereas if you move away, you're with people that are also moved that have also moved away, so they just don't think that way. You're in different bubbles of reality. Mm. It's like when I'm in Dubai, you're in a different reality. It's like that doesn't sound like a healthy one either, though. It's, it's it's it just it really depends who you surround yourself with and it depends what stage of your life you're in and where you want to go like if you're looking to make money as much as Dubai is really dear like the con- some of the connections I've made out there have been absolutely phenomenal for making money but is it good for your fucking headspace in the long run probably not like mm. especially whenever everybody's driving around fucking Lamborghinis and Ferraris you know you start to be like I fucking want one I don't think a Lamborghini could get through where I live it would get fucking smashed <laughs> oh mate we, we me and one of my mates rented one for two days in Dubai just 
to see what it's like, mm. just for a laugh. And like they're a fucking nuisance. Are they? See to get in and out of the fucking shit box is amazing. Especially you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's low to the ground, and like I be swinging in, and uh, like we went down a street and speed bump. So I was like, Tim, just go over it. And he was like, He's not gonna make it. So we had a three point turn, and I mean, chock a block because of speed bump. And then we went back the other way and took a turn. Another speed bump had this. I was like. Can't fucking drive the. So fucker. you literally can't go over a speed bump because it's that low. It depends on the obviously the height of the speed bump. I wouldn't know. My friend was very in the car, so he he just goes, "It's not going to work." Yeah. He goes, "And I'm not paying for this when it gets racked underneath." So like, there's certain roads you couldn't think because like it's like I was like my mom, my dad was like me. They were like, "Oh, you're not getting something absolutely nuts." And I was like, "Wait, well, speed bumps bottom of our hill." I was like, "There's not much me getting anything nice up here." And I was like, "That's why I had the raptor." I was like, "It's a fucking monster truck just going in small man syndrome there at the past." But and then it? you sold it. Yeah. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, I would easily buy a really nice car in the morning, but it was just one of the things where whenever something doesn't make sense anymore, I'm not attached to it. Um, do you know what I mean? I would rather sell that and then my mum's at home all the time just buy a nice car. Are you wanting to, like, see the last few years you've been, like, travelling and working abroad? Are you wanting to still do that or have you got that out of your system yet? I'm just going by fail. Because see, see the whole travelling thing? I remember you mentioned it to me last year. You were like, you should just come out, like, me and Sean and stuff and see because I'd... I done Asia and Australia. I spent about three or four years really just never being in Scotland, and I was like, I'm kind of over that now. I think people start to think that uh, that like contentment is going to be in a different environment. That's so what like, I had when I came back. I was like, I need to be in Australia again, otherwise I'm fucked. The only thing that changes whenever you move somewhere is your perspective. You can change that at home, but sometimes I do a change in environment. But as you said, do you know the way like you went to that container? Mm-hmm. That can be the change you need for perspective. Like the one thing I do love about when I go away is. I only go out for short periods, like two, one to three months. And then when I come back, I'm grateful of being home. And then when I'm away, you know, for me, it's a really nice mix. But I do feel like it's a case of like, you're never going to move away and go, this is going to solve all my problems. It's not, if you're unhappy fucker at home, you're going to move away and you might be all right for a month or two, but that'll settle back in because it's your routines, your habits, your behaviors, your thought processes that are making you like that. It's not a case of just because you've been pinpointed here, like geomap mm-hmm. that no, you're from Ireland, you're from Scotland, you're going to be unhappy. Yeah, you'll go there. It's And then if you move from there to Australia, you're all of a sudden going to become fucking, everything's going to light up for you. It doesn't work like that. I wouldn't it did a wee bit for me, though. I would say, but it, Do you think that's perception, though? No, it was just because I was, I put myself in a better place. Yeah. Like, and I had, I grew up a lot. Do you know what I mean? But like, if you had if you had done that at home, you wouldn't have got the same thing. Probably not. No, you can't like work yeah. in a bar at home. You're just exactly. you're just a bum. Well, do you know what I mean? I'm, there's going to be people bartenders going, "Fucking, just call me a bum." Yeah. But I was working in a bar, and I was like making eight quid an hour before, and then when I went over there, I think it was going to London. See what you're talking about, changing your perspective. Going to London done that for me in a good way. I then came back and I appreciated everything because I was at London's hell. Yeah, I would say it's. I wouldn't say it's necessarily out of my thing, but. I thought I probably pinned a little bit too much of like, I'll be happy when I move away and I'll be happy here and I'll be happy when this happens and versus now I'm very much like, I just want to enjoy where I'm at and if it doesn't feel right, like I'll go away for a month or I'll come back. I'll just, I literally... I think you still need those breaks, don't you, anyway? They help loads. For me, it's also about who you go with. Like as much as you can move and travel away, it's also like the connections you make, the friends you make, the laughs you have. Like when me, Sean and Sean were in Morbay, as much as it was good and yes, we fucking worked loads, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as good if it had just been by yourself. It's mm. just a wee bit boring and it's it's not as good. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe that to an extent, a change of environment can help you like enjoy things more. I don't believe being stuck in the same thing all the time is good for the head. No. Like, I don't think living at home in the one place is, is solid for you because you, you just fall into bad habits without realizing it. Whereas when I move somewhere, I can almost shake everything up just like you were saying. 
but that can literally be moving from Norrington to Dock, which is 10 miles away. Like that would still be a big. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> I felt the detail for it. I don't like this. You're outwitting me here. Uh, let's change topic. Or let's. Do you have anything from your little notebook? Oh, I've got. I've got. I've got. The first line. Tony says. Uh, what was it? Yeah, the flipping a coin thing I seen you say that was class. Oh, did you enjoy that? Yeah, no, I mean, I actually, you're actually full of things like that. It, like we stupid things. I'm like, fucking, right, fucking, forget this coin. The flipping the coins. The <laughs> go through that. I know you said it in Sean's podcast, but that was actually everybody said to me about that. They couldn't believe that that's what I do. If really because it's decisions. so right. It's it, such a good. Because I've had feelings like my last girlfriend or whatever. I knew that for about four months I sh- shouldn't have been in it. Yeah. But I just stay in it, and if I done the flip a coin, then give me out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it it's it didn't start with a fire service. It started with other things in my life, and if I ever really struggled to make a decision, I just flip. I it used to not be a coin. It used to be a poker chip. It used to be like a red and white poker mm-hmm. chip. I think I got it from my beaver rocks or somewhere years ago. Do you know, like it just was in my wallet, mm-hmm. and I just kept it there. And then eventually, I was like, right, the way I work this is every time I can't make a decision, I just take the poker chip out. Or the coin. See, that's not like the, apart from the fire service one, like, can you think of one more example? So this was to join the fire, fire service that you said was Sean, but have you got another example? Yeah, I've moved my company to Dubai. I flipped a coin for it, which is a massive decision. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, so I was like, I this could go really tits up. And I was like, I don't know if this company's a scam or what. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just let fate decide. Uh, and actually that time, like, so like, prime example, that time I flipped the coin and I actually wanted the coin to decide, like I couldn't make the decision mid error. Right. So, for example, with the fire service, the way it worked is, or any of them is, I take the coin, and Joe, I go, right, I was, we ended up quitting the fire service, and it was like, heads is, I can't remember the time, but say heads is quit, and tails is stay. And I, I literally spent four months off in the sick to decide, thanks taxpayers, <laughs> and uh, saying that, and uh, couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, and then, I probably shouldn't have said that, I'm like, fuck, they're going to come for me, and came back to work, and within a day, I was like, fuck, I don't know what I want to do here. And they were like, are you, the boy knew, the commander of my watch knew, he was like to me, what are you going to, what are you going to do here? You'll stay and you going? And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, let me know by tomorrow. So I just went straight outside the room and just went in the other room and took out my coin and just went, heads quit, tail stay, flicked. And in mid-air, I just caught the coin and I was like, I'm quitting. And I just went, it just came straight to me. And I just went straight in the room and I go, just print me off the quit. They quit me off the, and the funny thing was he couldn't even print it off because it's not like a normal form you find. Right. That's not like a, that's a form that's like, nobody comes into the, the, the fire service and goes, I'm quitting today. It's like, there's meetings and there's everything. And I just goes, no, just print it off. And he goes, no, usually there's meetings about you know, quitting. And I goes, just print it off. Just let me sign it so that I don't have to come back. And, and I Yeah, just, I need to be done now. And I just signed it and went away. And I got phone calls about like, uh, the uniform and all, you know, like you need to leave it down. You know, you need to have a meeting to make sure this is real and all before you do it because it's such. A, I was like, I've already decided, I'm away, I'm I'm leaving tomorrow, and I was like, that's it. And uh, I had like sick days to take it stuff, but when I flipped it mid air, I was like, quit, 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 and I was like, I'm not letting the coin decide. I know. Whereas whenever I flipped for like moving my company to Dubai, I was like, I honestly don't know what the fuck to do here. I was like, I'm, I can't tell if this is a good or a bad decision because I actually don't. Has really it been a good decision? Yeah, it has in a sense of. It was good. What, did you, what was the reason you done that for? Just tax, like tax VAT. But uh, it's not good now because I'm looking at coming home. So then I might need to move back. But at the time, it was the right decision at that time. So the coin picked right because I flipped the coin. I was like, I don't know what I want, and I was like, say heads move, tail stay, and land heads. So I was like, just gonna move. Mm. That was it. Sorted. For me, see this. Oh, will I have Nando's? Will I have this? Will I have that? Stop wasting time. If I'm if I can't decide, no, like a menu. 
flick the coin. Like, there's nothing. Did you do it with stuff like that? If I can't see if there's. People, I thought you were just on with big life decisions. It, it depends. It, it, like, see if I'm like wasting time. Like, say for example, now I used to. I used to not, but I actually find now, I'll even just make the decision quicker. And if I can't make the decision quicker, I'll, I'll apply the pressure point. I'm a lot quicker at making decisions now, though, because I don't want the coin to, to even focus. So I can almost be in my, like, in my head if I had to decide right now which way to pick. And I'm like, right, that's me. Close menu, job done. Let's you move. think you understand your emotions and your feelings better? I just or your gut instinct? Bingo. Your, I, yeah. I know my intuition. I like, know my intuition. I know my gut feeling of what I really want a lot sharper because I put pressure on. The reason that like most people don't is because they don't apply pressure. Like If you have to decide right now where you're moving, like you've got a day, you'll decide. You'll pick. You have to pick. I, I go right and write it all out. And if I'm getting... I'd be quite bad for, like, building stuff up and not... See, see when you're talking about decisions, I can let multiple decisions build up. And then that's when I really fry my head. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've got about five things. I don't know what I'm doing with any of them. That's when... Like, when I moved back from London, I told you I went to a coffee shop, just wrote down everything that was stressed me out. For, because of stuff at work that was stressed me out as well, like check-ins and shit. I was just doing them, fucking... I should have done them a different way. I just wrote down everything that stressed me out and then I went through them, one to ten, and, like, was fixing all the most important ones. The first one was just literally telling my flatmate I wanted to go back to Glasgow. Because oh, yeah. like, that was stressing me out because we had a lease. We had four months left of the lease. And I was like... He's gonna have to move. It was I didn't want to fuck fuck him over. Yeah. So I wasn't gonna fuck him over with money, but it was more like he's gonna have to find somewhere else to move and stuff. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that. I don't like doing that to people. So I labeled it all one to ten. The first one was literally just tell Josh, and then I went back nervous as fuck by the way, and just went here because I'd spent so long saying how much I hate Glasgow. And he was from Glasgow as well. So we're both living in London. He was from Glasgow and he fucking hated Glasgow as well. But yeah. we both hated London. Yeah. <laughs> we, we hated London. Hated we hated London more, but we told everyone how much we hate Glasgow. And then uh, I'd done that, labelled them. And then I just moved. I moved back like a month later. See, but I think as well, like... I've been happy since, by the way. Y- yes, Joe Ryan, I-, I think it's just applying the pressure decision. I know the coin thing's nuts because loads of people have said... Yeah, that's fucking... That's great, it. though. I like it. They said it's leaving your life up to chance, but I was like, sure, I would rather, I just hate indecision now. It's such a terrible trait to have. It's not a good thing to do. It doesn't move anybody. It's always been, and I used to have it. And just like I was saying about like the therapy or anything else, like the change, see a change in a person. It can be, as long as you ingrain a habit, a behavior, a routine, something that is going to solve it. So like use 90% of my decisions now, I haven't used the coin in fucking ages. Like uh, it's in the house, Mm -hmm. but it's one of the things where I just, don't use it unless it's really needed. But like a lot of the time period now, I don't need it. It's like almost like I, I don't. I can imagine the coin. I can just apply the pressure point and be like, "This needs decided right now. Decide and go." Yeah. Uh, versus at the start, like it's almost like building it in. Do you know, like the fire service, like the first big decision I had to decide, and it went well. So mm-hmm. then, like I'm almost like, oh, I have full faith in this. Yeah. Joe, it's like one thing, and even if it didn't go well, then you learn your lesson, move on. You're gonna make that decision. Even if you make the wrong decision, you still learn from it. No wrong decision. It's just a case of you, you, you don't the wrong know how decision you, you is don't... not making it, isn't it? Like, yeah, bingo. The only wrong about. decision is is stalling out because you you were always gonna pick that anyway. So there's not a wrong decision. You're in this you're in this realm where you've picked that decision. No matter what happened, you're always gonna pick that anyway. Mm-hmm. No matter what happened. And you don't know what would have happened with everyone. It's uh, you'll tell yourself it could have went like this. It could have went fucking worse than the yeah. decision you made. So it's like you know if you fucking chicken or beef on the menu and you pick chicken and shit doesn't mean the beef was good. The beef could have been fucking shite. <laughs> so it's just it's really as as mad as that sounds because I said that and people went nuts. They were like, you actually quit your job and changed career over flipping coin. I was like, yeah, but I knew what I wanted to do. I yeah. just needed 
speed and you need to speed the fuck it's like up. Like a push, just a wee push, a wee nudge. hundred percent. So it's a very different sort of thought process, but it's it's something that I will still continue to do. I wouldn't let it maybe decide like certain feelings and stuff or how I feel in a relationship or stuff like that. But I will just apply that same pressure point. And usually now, it just you'll notice with certain people, certain people can't make a decision to save their fucking lives. And I just I'm terrible with relationships that sort of way. But I'm then awful. Like, but then the question I always get asked, there's two million things with relationships that I think answered, right? And this answers everything for you. And this is the simpler you make it. And people are like, but, 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 but not in junior. This is it. Right. It's either, <laughs> did, you, did you ever see uh, Billy Madison? No. No, probably. Uh, Adam Sandler. It's when the, wee, the, the child's stuttering, reading the, he's okay. like reading a wee book and he's like, Today Junior? Yeah. He's like, Today Junior? And whenever you're, whenever you're in a relationship, it should either be a hell yes or a fuck no. There's no in between. If it's not that, a if Mark Manson says that as well, didn't he? I got it from a friend, so maybe it is. It, maybe it is. If it's not a hell yes, it's a fuck no. So if you're not in the relationship, and don't get me wrong, there's gonna be periods where it's not as good. So the, the main question then I got asked was, I somebody asked me this before, I'll not say it's from, but it just goes to me, can you imagine, even with the down periods, still marrying this person? Now that's tough to ask if you're in a relationship or wet week. But if you're in a year or two, if you can't go, Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, sometimes it's it's not great, there's issues, but they're still who I'd want to marry probably at the end of the day. And that seems really deep and heavy, but where the fuck else is this relationship going? Because mm. that's where it's going. It's not going to be friends or to stay in a relationship. You're going to, to probably get married. That's the end goal of it. So if the end goal is now that you're like, I don't want to get, like, I never see myself getting married to you ever. You are wasting both your fucking time, you stupid ball bag. <laughs> because now you're actually being more of a dick because you're wasting their time where they could be getting over you and then moving on. Because they might be thinking it's marriage and you're thinking it's not, so then you're just fucking them over. You? You're actually being more of a cunt. So you're actually you're thinking, oh well, like I'm not sure, and I don't want to be a dick. You're actually being more of a dick. You ask one woman who they hate the most, and it'll be the man that wastes the most of their time. Because as well, you know, there's obviously the clock ticking, all this pressure and all this bullshit. But in case of that'll be the person they hate the most because they'll feel like he's wasted years. Mm. Uh, and I never, I would never feel like that of a relationship. I'd always be like, Joe, you're still learning as an individual. You still enjoy the time together. There's probably just periods where it's been off. Like, people be like, oh, the last relationship didn't go well. It obviously went well for years. It probably just went to shit near the end. And it's usually... It has to have went well for you again. Exactly. Like, you don't make the first date and go, this is fucking shit, but let's go steady. Let's Mm -hmm. get in a fucking marriage, you know? But I think that idea of it's a hell yes or it's a fuck no. Like, it's like when I was deciding on a logo the other day for, like, a new company, I was like, it's a hell yes. I was like, it's not even a remote maybe. And then I got a logo for something else we were doing. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And I was like, no, just rebrand it didn't like the next one and then eventually was like I'm so glad I done that versus people be like what do you think of this and is that right and then too many opinions it's like mm-hmm. if you're going to everybody for relationship advice that is the worst thing ever I think if, I think as soon as you ask someone for relationship advice you're fucked I've done it and I think that is the worst thing you can do because you're they and you also know. go to like five people and then you, you keep going until you get the person that says what you want to hear <laughs> exactly and you also get like a load of people who are getting uh they're only getting your side of the story and they're also going to be biased. They're going to be, you know, telling you this, telling you that. It's like, Joe, oh, this isn't good. This isn't good. You know, the sex life isn't good. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, like, you're not putting in any effort in any of it. Obviously, the sex isn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. Joe, simple things like that where, don't get me wrong, I'll happily give advice on it and all this is what people ask, but I do feel like 90% of the time, you know what needs to be done. You're just looking that reaffirmed. It's like, you ever see that Jordan Peterson thing about the the parents? It's like, you become a man whenever the the de- you have the death of your father. It doesn't have to be the actual death. It can be the symbolic death, and that's whenever you ask them a question and they can't answer it, and that symbolizes their death to you as a as somebody that leads you. And this is beautiful because the reason this is it now means that 
you're on an equal level with them. But the problem with that is now you have nobody to turn around to and go, what do I do next? What's right? And that will happen for everyone at different stages. Some people will be like, I don't really get that. And that means that you're still taking the advice of them as gospel to an extent, or you take it in with higher regard. Whereas when my mom and dad give me advice, don't get me wrong, they know way more than me in life. Like they've got a really good marriage, everything's fine there. But I don't look at it and be like, you're definitely right anymore. And that leaves a lot more pressure on the individual to make mm -hmm. the decision versus you can be like, I take their advice, but then not, you're not actually, as much as it is, you're not a man. You're not making a decision for your fucking self. You're taking other people's opinions. I'm not taking relationship, but relationship advice off my dad. I don't think he's had this whole in about 10 years. <laughs> That's it. Well, I don't know about my ones. Please, open. my mum watches all my podcasts, so I don't even want to know. I don't, my, dad, my dad will tell you that. Well, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, my mum would tell me, but I'm not going to ask that question. It'll be very fucking... This podcast go very heavy, very quick. Yeah, well, you started talking about relationships. and I don't, A lot of people have been asking me to talk about relationships more. Been asking me to talk about dating more because I am single and I've been talking about not using Tinder and stuff. Haven't used... How have you found it? I've been dating just as much. <laughs> that was very psyched. <laughs> very horny, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of wanks. A lot of them. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, not fine. Dating just as much. How are you meeting the women then? Um, met one at a wedding. Following them down alleys. <laughs> <laughs> just stalking. <laughs> uh, just out and about. Yeah, and then sometimes on Instagram DMs. So you, yeah, well, I suppose I think, I think that's the way I would probably go about it. Like I think a lot of it still is very like as much as you can say you can walk over somebody in the street and all. There has to be like some sort of middle ground. Like you can't just start. You can't walk over and be like, well, in I'm, this day and age, you, it's, it's, you can't it's, it's start. your balance. And also all the sort of. I think men do feel a lot more intimidated about like going up and approaching because of all the sort of like you know the campaigns like the Me Too campaigns and all that. Yeah, I think it's a that me, most men won't approach a woman because of the fear of rejection, not the actual the fact of what they don't think what can go right. It's more a case of their self confidence is based on how they view themselves and they then or how others view them. So whenever a female, say you walked over to a girl and goes, hello, how are you? Do you know, well, obviously, I wouldn't be pulling anybody like that. Hello, how are you? <laughs> but <laughs> she'd be like, oh my God, what's wrong with this individual? But in case of, say she turned me down, if your complete self-worth is based on other people's opinions, you've just now knocked your confidence. Yeah. Versus if you're actually like, I'm going over here to have a have a laugh and have a stab at this. And, I and don't just see what happens. See what happens. And you go over and you'd be like, Joe, you not hello, what, how are you? But in case of, you go over and it goes well, it doesn't make any odds to you. That doesn't improve your confidence. Whereas if you notice, if you can chat up a lass and you pull, if that improves your confidence, that's not a good sign because that means you're pinning your self-worth. On being on able to pull. Bingo, exactly, which is what a lot of men do. And then that's the reason why they go up and down and they'll be like, they'll be great one week and they'll think they're I've won bingo a few times today, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I don't mean, don't mean to say it. it's such a bad habit. I'm like, bingo! How much money am I getting? Very, very little. It's little house. <laughs> I wish I had better sayings, cooler sayings. Bingo. No, but you're, you're so right, because it's, it's also, you need to build up resilience to actually getting rejected. And I think as a, I think women don't realise, as a man, we get rejected way more than they do. Yeah, but then a lot of women don't get... I, I used to notice this, like, don't get me wrong, I haven't really been on dates, and I don't fucking... I don't know how long. But a case of... I remember whenever I used to be, like, going out... They never get asked out. A lot of the time, you'd be surprised by how little a woman is actually asked out. She'll be flirted with quite a lot. But, like, an actual decent date isn't usually that... See, so I'm the opposite. See, I will refuse to text anyone. I'll just ask them out. I don't care if they say yes or no. 
that's the way I kind of come at it. I would, as in like, you need to talk if, to if, if I, no more if I consider they're even slightly interested, and even if they're slightly interested, but not to the point that they want to go on a date with you. I just ask this question anyway because I'm like, what's the fucking point in talking to you for like two days? I don't see the see these people that text for like two weeks and don't meet no, each other. That's I'm right. just like, you get one, you get one day. Or, or like maybe like say 10 messages back and forth and then you're getting asked out if you say no I don't care I see whenever conversation turns into like how's your day going and stuff like oh, that like, I never entertain that like that's that's not that's don't get me wrong maybe if you're if you're in a relationship years that's different because you're almost keeping tabs that you're okay yeah it's like you know, is everything alright check in bingo yeah that's fine but if you're yeah, actually just give me my money fuck I gotta <laughs> stop saying that it's like it's like catchphrase I'm gonna get you to start calling it numbers instead and uh, but it's different at the start if you have to entertain that idea as you said like that is not what you want for an individual it's it's just not but I do feel like if it was me it's like a case of you honestly the more you do it the more you're going to be yourself see if you haven't walked over to like I remember I used to do it and like it was way way back and it's one of the things where the more relaxed you are and the more you don't care about the situation the way better it goes every single time like I have a friend and he'll go over to girls and I always I always want to go I always go over with him because I find it absolutely ludicrous wouldn't say he's a really good looking but he'll go over and be like like what shampoo do you use and you're just like that is so he'll not he doesn't mean that he actually will be genuinely himself he'll be like like he'll be like oh Jimmy likes his hair and stuff so he'll be like what shampoo do you use and then they'll almost be like that thrown off guard they're like is this a chat up line and he's like no like seriously is it and he's like because like do you know why my hair's like this and he, it's almost like and then before you know it they're in conversation it's very weird but it's 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 almost that off putting you're like, well, he's not chopping me up, he's talking about shampoo, and before you know he's taking them home. It's absolutely ridiculous. But the thing is That's just from practice as well. Bingo, it's reps. Fucking yes, rich. I'm so rich. It is, it's just it's just reps. It's just one of them things where that's a skill. And I think I I need to do it more. Like I really need to like i I'm even getting a bit anxious thinking about it, and that just tells you I need to do it more. Oh, it's it's do you know how you could start though? Start by not with the intention of I need to flirt. Like start by talking, just talking to, to people in the shopping shop. Exactly, small conversation. Like it doesn't have to be like how's it, but like just having a bit of a laugh. Like that's like it's it's sort of like flexing a muscle. It's like if you don't do it, you'll lose it. So you may be very comfortable talking to uh, men if you're an older man. Do you know what I mean? But if you find it difficult even talking to like a woman around this image, even if you don't find her attractive or you don't think there's any date. Just have a bit of conversation because then you'll go, fuck, that went fine. Or you maybe go, oh, my God, she, like, she actually didn't even speak to me there. And you're like, right, well, what is that? It's just like the first time you go to the gym or the first time you just do anything. I think podcasting is the same as well. Oh, my God, you're going to be so shit. It's it's so scripted the first mm-hmm. couple. And you're like, oh, this is grim. But for me, now, don't get me wrong. I honestly, if me and you went outside here, I would shoot down. But I honestly wouldn't give a fuck. I'm of the, the opposition. I know rightly. And this is the thing anybody knows about me. I will go over... And make, I'll walk straight over and be like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I just came over to talk. Joe, I would just be as blunt as you could. Yeah. And the thing is, the more you are yourself, like, but I would laugh there. I'd be like, like I don't know what's going yeah. on here. But then the thing is, they're not going to feel like, oh my God, he's coming over and he's approaching. And it's like this real serious thing. Like life is too short for that. And it's like, I don't think either of us would be masters of that. But there's individuals I know that do really well. And it's always because, as you said, it's reps, it's relaxed. And it's actually just having the fucking set of balls to, to just have a bit of a conversation. Yeah. You stand out just by doing it anyway, don't you? I would rather go over and get shot down and go... Like, the only rejection you... Like, if you don't even have the nuds to go over and start a conversation, that's worse than being rejected, in my opinion, because you're actually... A shite bag. Oh, my God, you're yellow as fuck. You Mm. actually have no... You've no... You've no inf in you. Like, Mm. Joe, if you you didn't have Instagram, you didn't have Tinder, like, how would you ever meet anyone? Like, you wouldn't. You'd be fucked. That's what... I think that's what... Like, even just because I'm getting anxious thinking about it, I need to do it more. 
It's one of the things like you could go out of here and we could go into Nero and you it could be as simple as like the girl beside me could be on a laptop and she closes her laptop. It's something as simple as just making a small conversation. Yeah. It's not eavesdropping, it's not any of that. It's just like or like I usually am quite a clumsy individual. Like I'll usually nudge the table or something by accident. I'll be like, Oh, sorry, I nearly spilled your drink. And then it's like, Joe, conversation it's just like can you keep a conversation flowing? Yeah. It's just like do you ever see like older people are quite good at this because there's no pressure. Like my dad could talk the legs of anyone because it's no pressure. It's whenever you apply pressure, usually the conversation goes... Because you want an outcome. You're overthinking, yeah. And then if you're not outcome focused, if you're just focused on having a laugh, nine times out of ten, it'll actually flow really smoothly. It's just like anything like that. You know, if, if me and you were like, we really want to get a couple of clips for our Instagram here, they're going to be shit clips. Yeah. They're going to be muck. Versus if you actually flow and the conversation's good and you always get where you need to go anyway. But as you said, it's something that you're not comfortable with, but I, that's where like me and my mindset boy were right now, he's right now, where are you least comfortable and just how we think about it and then try and spend more time in them places because that's going to make you, I don't believe, more of a man, but we were saying more of a man, more of an alpha, more of a leader, more not caught, not not caught out, but more complete. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's why I started the MRI, that's why I'm you know, putting myself out a bit more there, less time in the, like where am I most comfortable in the gym and in my business? So why am I spending so much time there? That's not, that's not, because you'll hear every meathead be like, I push myself really hard in the gym. Yeah, but you're so comfortable in the gym. Yeah. That's actually embarrassing. That's like me. What? That's like Joe. You know, all them clients are giving shit to watching Netflix. That's like I'm watching Netflix. It's not. A, it's not hard to do for you. Yeah. So what's hard to do for you is to go and do something you're absolutely shit at. Like or, you watching Netflix. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> your comfort zone. Yeah, stress. Like they're <laughs> freaking out, going, "Oh my god!" But Breaking Bad's so shit. <laughs> I know, but I think that's. I think the relationship thing, and like even from a. Uh, a friend perspective like if you don't put the work in now I know you can't disappear from for years like me and you could not talk for a year and be yeah, back fine. to normal but I do feel like it's even the energy you can bring the more you talk to an individual like me and Sean like with the coin we get very good conversation because we're always talking about things like I was like Tim Joe I'm doing this really shit habit tell me one really shit habit you're doing and then I'm going to text you next week and we can tell each other if we both fucked it up right, and yeah. it's not a case of we have to make, do way better but it's just a case of did any of it improve and if not it's a wee bit shit turn around and being like oh, fuck, like, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. Or Joe, he would turn around to me and be like, Joe, maybe I should talk to more women. And I'd be like, do you talk to any? And he's like, no, I'm like, good man. And then it's like a nudge. Yeah. yeah. It's not even a dick. It's like, you want to improve this. So let me help nudge you. Mm-hmm. And then it, it does do that. It's, it's, but it's, it's one of the things, if you don't review where that is, you stay, because people, see when people say comfort zone, they always think of like, you need to push yourself and do a massive charity event or you need to do bodybuilding or you need to do fitness. You need to push work. But actually, it can be anything. It could be literally whatever is just a wee bit like, oh, that's not that's not nice for me. I agree. I think we're running out of time, by the way. Rudy's texted me saying he's outside. Rudy's the next podcast, by no, the way, but you won't see that in a week. That's podcast land. Here, been a pleasure though. Yeah, see, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You've actually, like, you can see that there's a big change in you, like in a good way. Like, you seem happier. Yeah, thank you very much. I am much happier. Mm. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you and plug your wee app? Oh, yes. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, just Tony McAlevey. Jesus, that will be hard to spell. And see, whenever I try and spell it on a podcast, I always fuck up my second name, so I'm not going <laughs> to. And then I'm launching the app now in a couple of weeks. It probably maybe be out. It's called Train by Tony. It'll be like £30 You've a month. you got an email thing, haven't you? I'll put that in the description. Yeah, simple as. Uh, but yeah, you'll get me on Instagram, and there you go. That's all you need. Pleasure. As always. <laughs> that was good, mate. That was good.